On today's Car Sports Talk, we discuss the post-All-Star Game NBA, review the recent college basketball investigation, provide MLB updates, and me and Sebo conduct our very own NCAA investigation. Welcome, everyone, to Car Sports Talk. Today is February 26th. I am joined again by my friends Sebo and RJ. RJ, you uh, you had a fun weekend in West Virginia. Tell us about that. Um, I went down there to play baseball. Pretty rainy the whole time, but won two out of three games. Pitched two innings myself. One in, one in each game I played. Yeah. No runs. And our, who, And we won those games. Did you play any like notable schools? I'm guessing not. We no, we just played a D three college in Pennsylvania called the Sales University. I think I've heard of the Sales. Uh, so RJ, just to clarify for all our fans, uh, Oni Onyata is like you know they're NCAA. Yeah, we play in the SUNYAC conference, which is with all the state university New York schools. Mm-hmm. For the most part, besides Binghamton, Albany, and Stony Brook, just just making sure, just making sure, yeah. Uh, but speaking of the NCAA, um, I mean, over the past week or so, a lot of uh, allegations have been placed down. A new, numerous programs right now are under investigation. Schools such as Alabama, Duke, North Carolina, Creighton, South Carolina, Utah, Kansas, uh, Texas, Notre Dame, and Virginia, and some others there. Uh, Michigan State as well. Uh, a lot of the players. So some of the allegations are that. Same old, same old in the NCAA. Shockingly, players have been getting paid. Yeah. Well, back to what Lonzo Ball said a couple weeks ago. They're getting paid anyway, so why not just make it? Why not just make it a thing? I mean, how many people have we seen over like just over the past like month or so, just completely bash the NCAA? Like we saw Stan Van Gundy and Frank Kaminsky today alone. We've seen. Um, who else have we seen? Those, uh, like you said, uh, uh, I, I don't remember everyone's name, but it's just been going I mean, past month. A, a big thing that people are saying is, why do you even need the NCAA as a governing body? Because all the, the NCAA is literally just stealing from players. Exactly. They're, they're making why, like, money off their players, billions and billions of dollars. And so a lot of these players, I mean, in top D1 schools, like a lot of them, don't come from not all of them come from great living conditions, um, and sometimes it's just a struggle to provide food for the family. Well, and you, you can't. I mean, yeah, it's a full ride to college, but I mean, a player signs an offer. Somebody, they're under scrutiny. If you saw what Stan Van Gundy said, but he, well, he brought in a he thought that people get upset for uh, players coming out of high school as it being kind of a racist thing, and I mean. I I could kind of see it, not wanting to get too much into that, but I mean, what like what's the point? Like, why do we have to let these kids go to college for a year? Like, what education are they really getting? Yeah, how is that any different from what Emmanuel Moutier did and Terrence Ferguson, both players who went who decided to not go to college and play in the NCAA and go play one year abroad, showcase their talent, and and get paid for doing Emmanuel it. Emmanuel Moutier was the fifth. Was he, was he sixth? Six pick, I believe. I'm not sure. Six or seven. He was a lottery pick, Emmanuel. Yeah. Terrence Ferguson went at like, 
I think he went like twenty two something this year. Yeah, he was in the t- he was he was in the nineteen to twenty two range. I'm yeah, sure. he's only nineteen years old. Like they could have uh, two guys who could have been playing college, but Emmanuel Mudiay came from poverty that he felt he you know he was seeking out the money, which is a there's nothing wrong with that. I honestly don't think the NCAA is going to be the same in ten years at all. No, there's gotta, I think there's just got to be like. For some of these players, like just a, <clears throat> a free college tuition is not enough. Like the NCAA knows people are getting paid. Like you might as well just like come up with the idea of possibly giving out like grants of money. Like they get maybe like a couple thousand dollars of spending money on themselves, you know, for a semester. You know, you get like two thousand dollars a semester. I mean, the thing is, you see what the what the balls did, like. They're just taking advantage of what they could do. Like, why go? Why have Leangelo go to college when he could just go overseas and make money, and and still probably have the same draft status as he had? Like you said, happened with Moody and Ferguson. Do you? I feel like a lot of more players are going to start doing that. Yeah. By the way, this off topic real quickly. Do you have any idea like how much money the balls make? I, I'm I'm just asking. I actually have no idea. I, I, have, no, I, I have no clue. I have no idea. No clue. But, no clue. But I, I don't think it's that much. It's not that much, but it's still. What What are you making? What are you making at playing at UCLA? You're probably. Making, I mean, you're making your league. Yeah, but the difference is you're going to UCLA and so. Yeah, but, yeah, all right. You're you're not live. You're traveling the world at that point. As much as you want to say they're living in Lithuania, that's what is it for? Like six months, and they get to travel. They probably travel around Europe as they please. The thing. The thing is that what confuses me is like. The NCAA uses the term amateur to dis- to describe NCAA athletes, student athletes. I mean, how are you going to call someone an amateur if they're if they're being talked about every day, like Josh uh-huh. Allen or any prospect who's going into a respective professional sport? Who are you, just amateur? Like, I understand it falls under the student athlete term, but I mean. Well, they're technically not professional yet because they're not on a team. I know, but I feel like so, the term is the, so the thing before not professional right, would be the, amateur. I mean, I mean, and here's another thing. Like, I mean, only like I think like two percent of like athletes ever like go to play pro- professional in all college sports in all the NCAA. Um, but one of the arguments for the obviously the NCAA will provide is you know how are you going to pay. Um, players equally. Yeah, that's the thing. Are you gonna pay the guy? Are you gonna pay Trey Young the same amount as the guy who's the twelfth man on the bench? I think it should go. You know how they sell. I think a lot of it should be off gen uh, revenue generated, like the money yeah, that they I'll... bring in with autographs, with their own autographs and their jersey sales, since they sell jerseys of their numbers and not with their names. I think it should go off revenue, or they should have like a set salary. But then the revenue is like incentive based. You know what I mean? Yeah. Are you worried? I mean, are you? Do would you think that um, if players were to be paid, do you think the NCAA is maybe worried that the petition of the game would decrease? Because you know now you have players who they have certain benefits to themselves now that maybe they'll they'll want to sit out a tournament game. Um, no, I don't know. About I it. think it will. I, I, I know it sounds crazy, but like I think you know, it will increase tournament competition. Is, 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 what? I think it will increase competition, especially if there's incentives involved. Like, the players are going to want to strive more for the incentives. Yeah, say you do uh, – you score 
five, you make it to a certain game, like you make it to a certain round in the NCAA uh, March Madness, or you score a certain amount of points in the season or a certain amount of assists. Yeah, like there, that was, I think that quotas. would only increase competition. There should be quotas you have to meet. You know what I mean? Yes, I agree. I with think that. I think that could definitely be a good way of rationing it. Um, but this this could also create potential locker room turmoil. That I mean, we don't ever really see about divided locker rooms in the NCAA, but. I mean, just, you know, the, the, the potential of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I definitely see that. I um, honestly think that paying the players will only benefit competition and everything involved with NCAA. Uh, well, just, and all these probes and everything. And yeah, it'll, uh, make, it'll make the players want to stay there more, possibly, if they feel they're not ready for the NBA. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's another thing. It can definitely, um, if you start to pay players, you know, maybe it would increase um, graduation rates between and players because if they know, maybe it's going to take them four years to develop. Like, you know, say you have you have a guy who's number eight, the eighth guy off the bench on Duke, and he's basically he knows that you know if he puts two years in on working, he'll be a starter third, fourth year. Maybe we'll see increased graduation rates. Maybe. Um, <clears throat> I just want to name some of the guys. Uh, whose names were dropped in the investigation. Um, Dennis Smith, who was the ninth pick this year, uh, he apparently was taking $73,500. And just, just to retract real quickly, um, the eight, the biggest agent that was being investigated is Andy Miller of ASM Agency. Um, <clears throat> yeah, but wasn't that 73000 like a loan? Yeah, these are, these are, like, these are just like... Yeah. The like people who where money was discussed with the player, like not saying they were taking yeah. it. It's just, um, it was thirty six thousand five hundred to Bam Abdeo, who was the thirteenth pick of the Heat this year. Uh, twenty six thousand one hundred thirty six dollars to Isaiah Whitehead, fourteen thousand three hundred three dollars to Markel Foles, and just a couple of other guys. Uh, Miles Bridges is also from Michigan State, and just a couple of guys that are in the NBA already. Um, Kyle Quinn of the New York Knicks. Uh, there were talks of him when he was back at Norfolk State. Uh, Nerlens Noel from Kentucky, and Kyle Lowry from Villanova. Mm. It's pretty much half the NCAA. That's in the NBA now. Yeah, like, <laughs> what is the what is the NCAA going to do? Are they are you telling me they're going to put in they're going to take away national championships and wins and recruiting violations on like Duke, UNC, Kansas, Notre Dame? I mean, what's Kentucky. That? The NCAA picks and chooses as they please. So what is it like that happened? Remember my Miami football in the eighties? Like this has been a thing for so long. Like, just I don't know. I don't know what. I mean, the NCAA. They've the NCAA known still makes their money, so they've I don't just think been, they're complaining. But it's just been a thing for so long. It's just it's been an unspoken norm that is just you know been put under the table, and eventually it just. It caught up to them. So now is you know now they really gotta like if the if the evidence is um you know it's if it's proof you know then you, you gotta come down I guess yeah. or change the rules. But then think of all the backlash that will happen if they change the rules after this from programs in the past. Well, I honestly don't understand why it's even a rule for players not to be allowed to talk to an agent. Because the agent's just helping these top prospects with their future career. It's like a job counselor. Yeah. I mean, like, if so I, no, like, it, payments being made. Because that's the thing. Like, you, I, it's, I think the worry is about 
paying like signing contracts already. Yeah, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, you should be free. You, I feel like you should be. You're a person. You should be free to do whatever. You should like, be. <laughs> a free entrepreneur. Yeah, it's like if you can make money, like why not? Yeah, I don't get it. It's not like like I don't understand how it's illegal to make money while playing basketball. To to quote the greatest movie villain of all time, Heath Ledger's Joker: "If you're good at something, never do it for free." Dang That's all I'm gonna say about that. What? What? I was gonna say, was that the scene where he just threw the match on the money? Yeah, and watched all the money just burn away. No, no, no that's when um, <laughs> this, this is earlier in the movie when he kills the guy with the pencil. Right. That's when cool. They, yep. <laughs> uh, all right, let's move on to the NBA, guys. Um, so first off, um, I was I was a fan of the new All Star Game format. I thought um, the only thing they got to change to it is just televise it next time. They did a great. Uh, I remember saying a week before that I didn't think that the game was going to be overly competitive because it's the All-Star game, but they kind of proved me wrong with that. It was a very competitive game. came down to the last possession. It was entertaining. Yeah. The defense the defense was definitely improved. Um, <clears throat> and there was also a lot of sloppy offense a lot, you know, in the first, you know, few quarters. But, you know, the defense was, the defensive effort was improved. You know, we saw a lot more blocks. That That's really what we've been looking for. I also thought um, watching the dunk contest. Did you guys see Larry Nance's dunk where he threw it off the backboard twice? Yeah, that was awesome. That was the. I think that was easily the best dunk of the whole contest. Yeah, honestly, I think Donovan Mitchell just bringing out the Vince Carter jersey and doing the same dunk kind of. I mean, it was impressive, but at the same time. I kind of just feel like him just bringing out the Vince Carter jersey. Won him, like won him the contest. I I thought yeah. Victor Oladipo wearing the Black Panther mask was pretty cool. Yeah, so. no, no. I it, that's the thing. They've been getting creative with it because I mean, what yeah. new dunks are you gonna uh, come up with? So uh, yeah, I don't know if you guys follow this guy, uh, Chris Brickley. He was a I former Louisville player. He was he was a um, assistant coach with the Knicks. He's like 28, 27 years old. He's a young guy. Um, he was like the guy. It's called the Black Ops. RJ, do you know who he is? No. He's like a trainer for like the best guys in the league. Look him up after this. Um, he like he's he's the guy that Mello worked with that created Hoodie Mello and the Black Ops sessions. You know, like Durant, Harden, Russ, they all play there all of the summer. And and he posted a video of Donovan Mitchell trying doing the practicing the dunk from over the summer where he threw it off the following back the second backboard. Mm. And he works with some of the best high school prospects in the country. It's, I recommend it. Um, so yeah, you know the All Star game was definitely improved. Uh, Paul George's three point shooting that was hysterical. He was just he's he was horrible. He was <laughs> trash. He was clink and clank there. It was bad. <laughs> Please um, don't touch my trash. Don't, <laughs> don't touch my trash, Simmons. Uh, so guys, uh, now that it's um, it's about the midway point in the NBA season, there's only 22 games left. I think we should do uh, some awards. I to, I'm to down for that. All right. So the awards we're gonna do is we are gonna do the MVP, the Rookie of the Year, the Coach of the Year, the Most Improved Player of the Year, and the Sixth Man of the Year. RJ, which one do you want to start with? Let's start with MVP. I got James Harden. James, I second that. 
I will third that. <laughs> and no, usually, I mean, usually you go, oh, it's LeBron James. He can win every year. Like, he's the best player. But legitimately, James Harden has been the best he, player in the He deserves it. They, um, as, they're on a 12 game win streak. They have the best record in the NBA. They're 46 and 13. He's the sc- leading scorer in the NBA, averaging eight, eight assists a game. Like, come on. This guy, like, I, I honestly thought. Last year, I, I thought Russell Westbrook couldn't – I thought he was going to win no matter what because of the whole triple-double thing, but I was a big James Harden guy last year for the MVP, and I think he finally gets it this year. I mean, he, the, said, the, he said it last year, wins, wins just don't matter in the MVP race. Right. The other day, I actually saw a stat where uh, Harden and CP3 are on the court, they're like 31-3. and three. Yeah, 31-3. That's like that. what I was going to say. Yeah, like they are literally Batman and Robin in the backcourt. Yeah. They're both they're both averaging over eight assists a game and almost CP three is almost at twenty points a game and Harden's over thirty one. So yeah, um, Sebo, which one do you want to do next? Um, how about most improved? Most improved player. All right, start us off. I'm gonna go with Victor Oladipo of the Pacers. Uh, uh, I'll second that. That trait. You think you would have thought that after trading Paul George that the Pacers were going to be a bottom team in the NBA, and that's he just completely he left Russell Westbrook, and now he just completely changed their franchise outlook around for the Pacers. Yeah, they, they, they're sit, sitting in the five seed. Almost they're nine five, games over. They're only one hundred. game back of the Cavs of the three seed. Like, good for them. I, he's been he's had an incredible year. And it's also just been great for the Pacers having Lance Stevenson back, uh, come back. When he came back last year, like, he's he's a six-man candidate, definitely. Um, Demonis Sabanis they got from the Thunders go, are good also. Um, and that's the thing, you know, we see a lot of players, Victor Oladipo, Sabanis, Kevin Durant, and James Harden. Look how they have played when they're not teammates with Russ. They have, all, career, they yeah. have all made career years. Yeah, it, it helps when the ball's in someone else's hand for once, right? And that's, that's not to discredit Russ either. He's one of the greatest playmakers we'll probably ever see, but, you know. It's just hard to do something when the ball isn't consistently in someone else's hands at all times. Yeah. So, it's just bound, you're just bound to have a better year when you have the, more, when you have the ball in your hand more and you're efficient. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna. So let's move on to now. Uh, let's do coach of the year. Hmm. You want to start it off? Yeah. Uh, so, excuse me. I'm gonna go with uh, Dwayne Casey of the Toronto Raptors, who are sitting at 41 and 17, and in the one seed right now in the in the um the East. Uh, however, I would also like to. I mean, I, I'm always a big Eric Spolster guy, too. But another name I like to mention is Nate McMillan, the head coach of the Pacers. You know, one game back of the three spot with a team that people thought was, were rebuilding and not going to be a competitor this year. And here they are sitting high in the standings. Yeah. Um, I, I think I'm going to agree with the Dwayne Casey one just because they're the ones. I would give it to Brad Stevens, but I just think the Celtics are a much more talented team than the Raptors. So, And they're not the number one seed. So I think the I think that goes to Casey right now. I'm gonna go with Brad Stevens just because of what happened with Gordon Hayward. He's he's utilized the second year player Jalen Brown and the rookie Jason Tatum. 
game their full potential, and Kyrie looks amazing on the court. Yeah, Brad, so, I, I think, don't think Brad Stevens is, like, the second best – like, definitely he's probably the second best coach in the NBA. Like, we just saw, you know, how his system had Isaiah Thomas look like an MVP candidate. Yeah. He's up there. And now and now he looks like Trish. <laughs> he looks like, he looks like <laughs> although, although, although he's taller than <laughs> he sw- he switched talents with that little kid who knows how to dance. <laughs> yeah, that kid's probably. <laughs> RJ, how tall are you? What are you five seven? What are you listed on? on what are you five listed nine. on the only on the baseball page website? Probably six feet tall. Five ten. <laughs> what are you? On... F- five ten. You so you lied like on three inches. One. Mm. Mm. I don't know about. That. I, I stand next to you a lot, and you're like on my shoulder. You're my shoulder, dude. And... Fit him in your pocket. Sebo's like five three. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so yeah, let's move on now. We still got rookie of the year and six man of the year. I'll go with rookie of the year. I am gonna go with Spider Mitchell. Um, I'm gonna go with, I'm ben, going with Simmons. ben Simmons too. Yeah, like I mean, they're just both. Playing out of their minds, just you know, it just looks a lot, looks a lot better for Donovan Mitchell because Ben Simmons is also playing with Joel Embiid. Yeah, that was what I was gonna say. I think Ben Simmons' overall numbers are some of the best we've seen from a rookie in like, yeah, he's a he's decently actually, long time. I think he's actually like said, just under a triple double. Donovan Mitchell is the number one option on a on a competing team in the playoffs. So. And as much as RJ doesn't like him. Lonzo Ball is a, is just a huge impact on the Lakers. He has a big. If you even think he's anywhere close to a rookie of the year, you're out of here. Did you. not say that. Words never came out of my mouth. Well, we're talking about rookies of the year, and you're bringing them up. <laughs> I, yeah, but I'm okay. But we're on the topic of talking about NBA rookies. Hold on, I think RJ just made a good point. <laughs> I think you're mistaken. <laughs> um, finally, let's move on to the six man. Six right. man, like I'm Lou Will. I mean, he has a song named after him. I think I think man. he's got that so locked up. It's not even close. Yeah. I don't think there's a competition for it. Locked up. I mean, he was right on the outside of possibly making the All Star game. Yeah, I don't think there's like. There's another close option. Yeah, yeah. The, close, the next, it's like Lou Williams, then like right Eric, after him, right after him, it's like Tyreek Evans, Jordan Clarkson. Um, yeah, like Eric Gordon. Yeah, Eric Go- Eric Gordon up there. Um, I th- I was thinking of someone else. I can't now. I can't think of his. You name. said Lance Stevenson before, right? Lance Stevenson. Yeah, he's up there as well. But Lou Will's averaging like 20, 25 a game. He's gonna get it easily. Yeah, no. He's the best player. No matter what, like, I mean, Jamal Crawford and Andre Iguodala are still like, and even Manny Ginobili, they're like the goat of six men. Oh yeah. I mean, they have literally like stolen all the six man awards like year after year. Like literally, probably look. I don't actually want to look at the history later, but it's probably all of them. Guys, uh, what are some of your predictions going forward in the NBA? Give me some, give me some bold predictions. Uh, in what perspective? What? Um, hey, who do you? I think the Spurs are gonna lock up the three C when Kawhi comes back because he's coming back in March. But is he rushing back? Because I mean, like, doctors I, are saying he might physically be. I heard he, 
I heard he's fully healthy. That part of an injury also is the mental aspect of it also, as well. Okay. All right. But the – are the Spurs yes, the 3 now? They're a game, they're a game ahead of the 10. Once, uh, they, it, once they get Kawhi back, they're, they're going to lock it up. Right. Um, I think that um, a player to watch, right, for next, like – over the next – over the course of the rest of the season is Andrew Wiggins because with Jimmy Butler out with a meniscus injury, I mean, that's probably going to be at least maybe a month, month and a half or so. Um, have they released how long his timetable is going to be? No, they haven't. So that – and this, and this I think meniscus is usually yeah, four it is, to six but weeks. But they, uh, they said they were doing more tests to make sure that the, everything else was intact. So, yeah. But obviously, though, so Andrew, they pretty much know. They're probably just not releasing much information on it. Yeah, I think Andrew Wiggins is gonna be a, is gonna be at the guy who's gonna have to step up, you know, um, with with Jimmy Butler being out now. Uh, so I that, think you no, know, he's gonna have to be a man out there on the wing. J- uh, Jimmy Butler missed three games this, uh, before this injury, and Andrew Wiggins had a forty point game in one of those and averaged over thirty points. Yeah, in those three games. So mm-hmm. I, I think, yeah, I think he definitely needs. To I think Jeff step Teague, up. Jeff Teague is also gonna have to step up as well. Um, <laughs> but guys. On the note of the Timberwolves, um, specifically speaking, Tom Thibodeau, he's known for playing his players for really long minutes during the, throughout the season, and we've seen not- notable guys like Derrick Rose, Joaquin Noah, and now Jimmy Butler, um, guys who he rides very hard, and they end up getting long-term injuries. Like, should players, should Andrew Wiggins and Carl and Anthony Towns? Be concerned with their future with him as their head coach being so young. I mean, because he, he's known for playing. I don't you, think you know so. they're young and they would think that, but <clears throat> I mean, it's only for so long you can go at that pace of playing forty-two minutes a game of a forty-eight minute forty-two minutes a game of a forty-eight minute game. Yeah, but if you look at them, they're still. Oh, they, I mean, they're still such a young team. I don't think yeah. that's going to hinder them for a while. How or be in the back. I feel like once they're, they're really not that young anymore. They got Wiggins, Gory Yang, and Carl Anthony Towns, and then they got guys like Jeff T, who's been in the league for a long time, Todd Gibson. Um, who am I thinking of? Ooh, stuck in my head. Yeah, but Jamal how, Crawford how old is been Towns? for a long time. Twenty-two. How old is Towns? Twenty-two. Wiggins like twenty-three, yeah, twenty-four. Young. That's why I said like going forward, like. Five years down the line, do they want to? You know, they're getting ran to the ground. Listen, I'll tell you something. If they don't win anything within the next within the next three years, Tom Thibodeau won't be there in five years. So, NBA you coaches, have to also unless think, you're Greg like, Popovich, you're getting repl- like, you're getting replaced pretty easily. By the way, Sebo, when are the Knicks gonna yeah. just finally um, go all in and sign Mark Jackson as their head coach? <laughs> Never. I have wanted them to get Mark Jackson since they fired um, – since he was fired from the Warriors and we had Mike Brown. The day, um, yeah. The day that happens is the day Jason Garrett is no longer coaching the Cowboys. It's just <laughs> – everything is – everything points in one direction and they just still do not. <laughs> not at all. Um, guys, let's actually talk um, a little bit about – College basketball, actually, as opposed to the investigation going on with it on all NCAA schools. Um, I mean, who do you guys think right now is the clear cut number one in the country? Um, my if I were to pick a team, I don't think they're 
first of all, I don't think there is a clear cut number one in college basketball this year. But if I were to pick a team, I'd go with Michigan State. Just and I think a big factor is that with them is that Miles Miles Bridges did stay an extra year, and that's going to be a big help to them. Mm-hmm. And there's uh, Joshua Jackson's a beast. Yeah. Um. One thing I've just noticed, dude, like over after watching college basketball the past few weeks, um, specific, specifically speaking, DeAndre Ayton, like he, he's just a man amongst boys. It's it's crazy. He's he's thirty-three years old already. So. He has he has to be dude. Like, I am twelve. He, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> he had an I am twelve thing. <laughs> um, yeah, I think Michigan State is definitely up there right now. Uh, I think the, I think you know I think the one seeds are going to be like you know Michigan State, Duke, um, Villanova, and I guess for, I don't know. I mean, it's, I guess it's got to go to either Duke or Virginia. I think Virginia has a better chance yeah. than Duke. I think Virginia has a better chance I mean, than Duke. Well, it's really going to come into the end. Like, who wins the um that the tournament? You know a team I like that I liked last year? Purdue. Just because they have that guy at Haas who's like yeah. seven feet tall. They have size. I, I hate Purdue. They got size. Yeah. I hate Purdue. Guys, Kansas is also starting to heat up lately, too. They've won a couple. They've won against – they won in Texas Tech. They – Beat Oklahoma by thirty recently. Like, I mean, they're, they're Oklahoma sucks. Oklahoma, I actually they may not even make the tournament. Like, yeah. they are really bad. Well, they lose five in a row. Didn't they lose five in a row before they lost? They were sixteen and two, and then they, I still don't think have won yet. Yeah. So. Um, guys, I want to talk about one team right now that they're not really being looked at, um, but could potentially be a good bracket buster. The number twenty-one Nevada Wolfpack. They are one of the highest-scoring teams in the NCAA. Uh, they had a good team last year in the tournament. They're number. I mean, they're twenty-one right now. I think you know, team. They're able to score a lot of points uh, and just play some better. You know, play some defense. They can compete with anybody. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I obviously, you know, you probably haven't even thought in Nevada basketball, have you, RJ? Yeah. I actually have not thought about Nevada basketball at all. You're you're not in bracketology mode, are you? Nope, not yet. What about you, Seba? Are you in bracketology mode? But I oh I, I, I I've, I've been researching. I know they got that guy um, Martin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's their leading scorer. I know dude, that. Mid, dude, he's mid, the forward, right? He's like middle six, ten six. is a top twenty-five team right now. Middle that's ten. That's another team. That's who I was going to mention. Yeah, they. they were, didn't they go pretty far in the tournament? Yeah, last year? they were good they last year. Wins? They, got a, they had a member, RJ Hunter, a couple years ago. The better RJ. Yeah. The better RJ. Mm-hmm. The I mean, better they, RJ. RJ. Uh, <laughs> Michigan also is hot lately. They've won numerous games in a row. Um, That's when, another team to watch out for. Have you guys watched, like, any Auburn basketball? Like, I still I don't saw, I only think, saw I, I don't think I've ever with, seen – I've just never seen Auburn as a good college basketball team before. My dad, Charles Barkley. Yeah. What year was that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, Charles Charles. She goes, shut up, Erna. I think a team to watch for now is Kentucky's getting hot. Kentucky is. They're starting to beat teams by, like, 15. I mean, they've, you know, and they have, they have the talent. To be good. Is, and right now, I think they're projected like six seed or something like that. Yeah, and I mean, 
I think the uh, you know Kentucky went to a national championship um, a couple of years ago as the eight seed when they when they lost to UConn. But I mean, you know, maybe with their backs against the wall, they cannot they can be a turning point. Yeah, and we saw a young Kentucky team about like two or three years ago who they didn't have a lot of expectations going in the tournament, and they were they you know they made it still to like the lead eight. But they're they're yeah. always a very talented team going forward. Um, so. What are you guys thinking now? You want to talk some baseball? Let's talk some Noah Syndergaard. Yeah, I'm That's what I was going to say. Oh, my he God. Won. Mets think, fans. Um, Mets fans. Of this section is to just speak as little about Giancarlo and Judge as possible. So, Sebo, yeah. me and you can be the dominant speaker. First of all, if first of all, just look at Giancarlo's stand versus Noah Syndergaard. You can't hit him. Like, who cares about Giancarlo's stand? You can't Noah hit Syndergaard. Syndergaard. Oh, my God. He threw, like, 12 pitches who? today. And I, and I think – Eight of them were 100 miles per hour or above. Yeah. The thing is, we're, we're the Yankee fans are not worried about Stanton stats against Syndergaard because we're never going to play you guys in an important game uh, yeah, because no. there's zero shot you guys first make all, the World Series. No, first of all, I'll give you my bold predictions for the MLB season. Yankees do not win 100 games. No, no, no. Matt's 162-0. and 0. Yes. No Syndergaard <laughs> goes 30-0. and 0. With Cy Young, oh with with four hundred and sixty two strikeouts, zero Matt Harvey, walks, Matt and Harvey, a zero point zero ERA. Matt Harvey comeback player of the year with with a twenty no record. <laughs> the day that happens, is I also I also think Yoenis Cespedes is going to hit a home run in every single at bat. Yeah, pro- oh, see now that's a good prediction. I might right? throw, I might throw money in Vegas right now. I, I also think Ahmed Rosario is going to lead the league in steals because every time he gets on base, he's just going to run home. Oh, RJ, I just like – actually, John Carlos Stanton is 0 for 11 against Syndergaard with six strikeouts. <laughs> Can't hit him. Can't hit him. It's all good. We're not we're, – we're I know, I'm just saying. We have the best – we still have the best player in New York. RJ, you wor- are, you, are you worried oh about the God. J.D. Martinez signing with the Red Sox? Why not? Not at Why all. Not? Not at all. He had a great end of the year last year, but he does not even come close to the signing of John Carlos Stanton. Yeah, his war stat is like, which is wins above replacement, is like 152nd in the league. He is one of the worst. He's horrible in defense. He doesn't play, yeah, he's a, he's a, and defense. he's a slugging hitter. We, I mean, and that's what the Reds are yeah. looking for, but he's just not a great defensive player. Uh, I mean, he's uh, – now, I mean, he had 45 home runs last year. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and we have two people over 50. Yeah, but they also have Mookie, Betts, Ben. Like, the Red Sox are still like – if you were to ask me before J.D. Martinez who was going to win the division, it would be the Yankees by a solid seven games. But the Red Sox are still a 90-win team and then just added J.D. Martinez with Ben Benintendi, Betts, Bogarts. And a new manager, so like it's not like uh, it's not like bold. St- this is this might be a bold statement. Didi is better than Bogarts. Maybe uh, last year he was better. Didi, Didi, yeah, dude, Didi's, better. Didi, I like Didi. You know, I'm not a Yankee fan, but I like Didi. Didi. Didi's nasty. You you and you have we still have her. You have loved him for a long time, RJ. I would say I know. I I'd say last year Didi was much better, but the year before I'd say Bogarts was better, and he's still younger. So I mean. But D- yeah, not taking with Didi. Didi, I said last year that Didi Gregorius was the most consistent player on the Yankees throughout their whole season, and one of the most clutch. Yes, and easily one of the most clutch. If, obviously, if anyone watched the playoffs, 
See, but he was there really. I thought he, he consistently throughout the year. He was their best player. The thing, the thing with the Yankees, this is going to be our first full season with our monster of a bullpen. Everyone's saying we don't have a rotation and stuff like that. Back of a rotation, our our starters, our mediocre starters, only have to throw five to six innings. Well, let's let's not get it's still we're still two games in injuries happen, but yeah, going in this is the first time. RJ, who is the Yankees' projected five rotation? I think it's Sevy, Tanaka, Sonny Gray, CeCe, and then Jordan Montgomery. So, so they ba- it's basically just the same pitching staff as last year. They're yes. not going to bring up uh, Adams? What's his case nah, Adams? I don't think they're bringing him up yet. I think maybe mid-season. Mid-season? As like to, to implement maybe a six-man rotation because CeCe's old. Yeah, and it's, no, I heard them. Yeah, I heard the Mets are going to implement a lot of six-man rotations this it's, year. It's just, it's just smart because it helps with injuries, especially with yeah. the younger rotations. More rest, why not? And especially like some some of these pitchers, you don't like. Do you really want your fifth starter going facing a lineup three times? Probably no. not. So, RJ, who are some of the guys out of the Yankees bullpen that like you're looking forward to? I honestly, I'm gonna answer Kainley. one for RJ. Kainley is honestly one of, was during the playoffs was probably my favorite pitcher to watch. He in their is bullpen. nasty. And then I didn't not hear to mention, guys. not to mention, the Yankees have a pitching prospect in AAA right now who's supposedly hitting 103 on the gun. Domingo, I think his name's Acevedo. Obviously, some Spanish yeah, guy. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, good. But that was actually the thing I was happy about um, with the Mets trades they made for like as when they traded away Addison Reed, Jay Bruce, all those trades they made at the deadline. They got a lot of big, young, reliever, powerful arms, and they said most of them are hitting. They said they have three prospects they acquired in trades hitting a hundred consistently. Yeah, so that was something I thought was pretty interesting for them. And as you see, baseball is kind of going like that. Like the starters getting overworked, just get people pitching inning and throw gas and then just keep, like, younger guys with the powerful arms. That's the way the MLB is going now. Yeah. Yeah, but who are some of the guys that like, you're looking forward to for the Mets? I mean, I think I, I want to see Dom Smith take a huge step up. He lost a lot of weight. I, he actually strained his quad. <laughs> but he did lose a lot of weight. They said he's been better in the field. And, but, I mean, the biggest guy I want to see is easily – Ahmed Rosario. Mm-hmm. He's I good. Without he's a doubt. Good. If he takes a step up, uh, the step he's supposed to take, then you got to – and they stay healthy. Once Comforto comes back, you got him. He had speed to there. They don't have anyone with speed besides him and Reyes, so that's one. But then they have possibly him, Conforto, Jay Bruce, uh, Todd Frazier, and Cespedes. And their, their lineup would be pretty – Pretty good if and if their rotation stays healthy, I, I think they have a chance to compete for the wild card. And what, but, what do you think of Brandon Nemo? Good on base guy, I like him. I, I mean, I think he's a fourth out. I think he's a fourth I was, out. I was, they, um, I was watching the Mets game today at work and, and they played the Astros today. Um, and, and back and back to back hits, Nemo hit Nemo hit a double down the line, and then following that, Travis Darno hit a double off the wall, which sent him in. Uh, it was actually a pretty entertaining game because, you know, believe it or not, great food baseball, there are a lot of runs. Shocker. Yeah. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> once, once the pitchers pitch their two innings. Yeah. 
or 12 pitches in the guards' case. Tebow, yeah. um, what are your thoughts you know, on David Peterson, the Mets' first round pick from last year? Big, a big um lefty from uh, Oregon. Well, I think he's going to rise through the system fast. He's a polished pitcher. He's not. He's a big guy, but he he consistently hits in the, like the ninety one to ninety four range. So he's not really a power pitcher, but he's got good command. Mm-hmm. So I mean, he's as of now, I'd say he's their top prospect in their system since it's kind of depleted since they brought a lot of people up last. Um, right. Yeah, your guys' last farm year. system is not that. Good. And and it. And it, well, the so, thing is, we have a lot of young international signings that are, like, 18 years old. So, there's not, like, that one guy that we could just say, oh, he's going to be the next stud. You know what I mean, RJ? Yeah. I, I, I mean, like... I mean, the the Binghamton Rumble Ponies are getting the best prospect in all of baseball. Oh, the Binghamton Rumble Ponies. You believe that's their name? <laughs> Fucking something to say. I'm like, yeah, that's the Binghamton. What? I drive into Binghamton every day for work, and the, their stadium is right near where I work. And I go to the person I drive down with. I'm like, oh, that's where the Binghamton Mets play. He goes, the Rumble Ponies. I'm like, no, the Mets. And he goes, no, they changed their name to the Rumble Ponies. I was, I was mind-bottled. <laughs> one, one of my friends on my team actually worked for them over the summer. And I, I was like, my, why are they called inter- the Rumble Ponies? My intern directors had mentioned um, you know, the Binghamton Rumble Ponies are an internship class. And I ne- had I known they were the Mets, I probably would have applied there. But – I'm an idiot, and I had no clue. I just thought they were, like, some random semi-pro baseball team because <laughs> I didn't think the Mets would call themselves the Rumble Ponies. <laughs> it's – I'm so, I'm like, laughing right now. I just <laughs> – The Rumble. That, there's nothing more intimidating than the Rumble Ponies coming. I mean, like, yeah, what is worse, the Rumble Ponies or the Pelicans? <laughs> the Rumble Ponies. It's not even close. <laughs> Who wants – what is a Rumble Pony? <laughs> Is it rumble or rumple with a P? Is it pan? Is it a silent N at the end? Is it pan? Yeah, I think I can help out with this little pan pan situation. <laughs> There's a D at the end. <laughs> um, it is the it's rumble with a B, by the way. It is rumble, like royal rumble. Yeah, like no, not that either. Uh, <laughs> so guys, who's your right now? Your World Series prediction. Who do you think is going to be in it, and who do you think is going to play? Uh, very, uh, you're very, very way too early prediction. Okay, I'm going. I'm going Yankees Cubs. I'm going Astros. I'm going Astros. I'm going. I'm going Astros Cubs. Yeah, I still think the Astros are better than the, than the Yankees. Yeah, we'll see. Hmm, we'll see. Um, Sibo. By the way, I took your spot in the fantasy baseball league. Me and Logan. I know. I to. Take some time off because I really didn't feel like focusing on fantasy baseball every day. Yeah, <laughs> I honestly love fantasy baseball. Yeah, that, the thing that's, is, that's I like it. Co-owning it and the t- thing is, I like it, but yeah, that's the thing. I'd co, I'd have to co-own it with somebody, and then I just really don't want to do that. If I'm gonna invest in something, I want to do it by myself with my own time and my own money involved. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't. I don't co-own fantasy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, yeah, I co-own. I co-owned it just because, like. It was gonna be tough for me to look at it every day with work, and I knew Logan was looking to do it. Um, Sibo, in the most Logan way fashionable, I asked him if he wanted to co-own with me. He says yes immediately. Ten minutes later, he shows me an Amazon purchase of like the fantasy baseball. Like this he ordered a book. the draft guide. Yeah, oh literally, literally a draft guide. Those are never. Those are never right. 
I mean, you just all you need is the internet. Why would you buy a draft I'll, guy? I'll, I'll, I don't know. I'll never, I'll never forget I, last year. My first round pick was Mookie Betts, and I'm telling you, that was the worst first round pick I've ever had in my life. He had a horrible down year, and I played rotisserie. He got like no categories, but luckily I picked Aaron Judge, so my season was saved. Yeah, Sebo, um, we because we joined in, so we're the keepers we're taking. We're keeping uh, Max Scherzer. Josh Donaldson, Daniel Murphy, and Josh Bregman. How how does your how's your keepers work? Um, it's yes, you it's just keep four. Like, that's just how it is. You could keep up. You could keep two. You have to keep two headers, and then you have to keep up to four people. That's how it works. Yeah. So you, you could keep three, up to you four. You could keep three. You could keep three headers, but you have to keep and, at any, least any two rounds you pick them in. It doesn't matter what. Yeah, round you don't. You don't. Them. You don't lose draft round value. Yeah, it just you like just keep those players, and they have two years of eligibility, and then they go back into the draft. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for baseball, man. Um, also looking forward to this upcoming. Um, I forget. No, that's right. February is only two days. March second, first day of the combine. I can't wait. I. I they report. They're reporting tomorrow, right? Yep, uh, I'll be uh, on my way to Virginia. Because <laughs> well, you and the NCAA only on the baseball team. Yep. Um, yeah, I, you know, I was talking to people about the combine at work today. They say it's the most boring thing. And my response is, there's no other better way to judge a player on his football ability than when he's in the t-shirt and shorts. <laughs> the underwear Olympics? Yeah, it is, yes. <laughs> All right. To start the end of the show, guys, me and Sebo, we've been just, we've had our little internal investigation of our own. Someone we know very dear, with all the NCAA invest allegations dropping lately, and all of our viewers, we all know someone who is also an NCAA athlete. In the very beginning of the show, RJ said that Oneonta Baseball is indeed in the NCAA. So, RJ, um, have it's you just- been getting paid to play baseball for Oneonta? Sadly, no. Are you what, sure? Are you yeah. sure about it? Because, you could wiretap me all you want. I'm not getting anything. We've oh, received, we've, we've received various I text messages from you. unnamed sources saying that you have been getting not only in money, but food. <laughs> You've been getting fat. <laughs> I'm OD fat. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm looking right now, RJ, at an email from Coach Grimm, who is the head coach of Oneonta Baseball, to Ronald Lyman. Ronald Lyman Jr., actually. <laughs> champagne Ronnie. And in the note, <laughs> to Champagne Ronnie. Dear Ronald, preparing to send you a $5,000 grant for food this semester. Can you let me know when that arrives? <laughs> well, I mean, I've it was actually supposed to arrive within the past few days, but I actually... He sees the I informed, money. I informed the FBI because um, I've been a double agent this whole time. I haven't really been your friend. I've really just kind of spying on you. So mm-hmm. I don't. Well, honestly, to go off that comment, I don't think RJ ever considered you his friend. Yeah, I don't know. It's more of like <laughs> acquaintance that like someone like throws you in a room with him. Like you have to be friends with him. Yeah, like you have to act nice and smile, yeah. and, and sometimes laugh at his jokes so like he doesn't feel bad. Yeah, and tell him not to touch your trash. 
<laughs> well, RJ, it's funny because um, Sibo actually told me the same thing about you. He does not consider you friends. <laughs> so that's why that's why I don't visit Oneonta. Yeah. So I think when I, for now, when I'm suspicious. So I'm, I'm not gonna say I'm with my friends. I'm just gonna say I'm with Dumb and Dumber. Oh my god. Who's who's dumb and who's dumb? <laughs> that's yeah, you're both dumb. <laughs> thank th- you, thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone, for listening to tonight's Car Sports episode. Do not forget to follow us on iTunes. You can follow us at Car Sports Talk. The dumbest picture of all the podcasts is ours. You'll see two goons on it. RJ, we're still waiting on you to fix it. I can't fix it. Told you that a million times. How can you not fix it? I don't get it. All right, we can talk about this another time. <laughs> also, follow us on Twitter. I don't think they want to hear Also, follow us on Twitter on Car Sports Talk. It's C-A-R-S, all capitals, then lowercase P-O-R-T-S-S. Because RJ was too slow to get the better name. Um, Actually, because... That name was taken already. Because so <laughs> he was <were> slow. <laughs> RJ, is there, anything, uh, RJ, is there anything else you want to talk about today? Get some off your chest. Nope. <laughs> I was I was hoping Play you had music. I, I was hoping. Cue <laughs> the, the music. That's exactly. I was hoping you had something to say. That way, no one would have to listen to you. But thank you, everyone. Uh, I w- I wish we could do that with your voice, but <laughs> well, you guys made me the director. And coordinator, and... quarterback, president. And... You know, you're QB one. <laughs> yeah, then I'm a, I'm like Le'Veon Bell with the rock. I'm basically your guy's dad. Oh my god! Definitely not. <laughs> All right, Definitely here's where I we'll, we'll be back later in the week. <laughs> I'll see you later. Thank you.